Welcome to the Difference Makers podcast presented by Waterproof. I'm your host, Justin Tamani. In this podcast, you'll hear from some of the top coaches, brand managers, and athletes on earth. From starting out to where they are now, we'll explore the journey of how they became a Difference Maker. Before we keep going, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to hear more from the Difference Makers. Wadproof Bionic is a revolutionary mobile technology to measure and improve your mobility, flexibility, and range of motion. After completing a series of mobility tests, Bionic has everything needed to build the daily sessions tailored to your body. Bionic will help you perform and recover faster than ever. Ready to become Bionic? Download the Wadproof app now. All right, here we go. Welcome, guys. This is The Difference Makers. My name is Justin Tamani. I will be your host today. Today, we have with us Cooper Marsh. He is an athlete agent slash manager with the Lab Management Group. Um, you guys may know him for working with athletes such as Bethany Shadburn and Danielle Brandon. So, Cooper, thank you. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Justin. Stoked to be on it. Awesome. It's 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 always a pleasure to talk to you and to work with you. Like I was around your team a lot at Wadapalooza this year with Jared, yourself, and uh, it was always a pleasure. You guys are so such like a family environment that it's like so awesome to see so i appreciate that and i appreciate your time thanks man yeah i mean I, that's one of the biggest things that we kind of hark on um in in that jason um st Clair, who is the guy who founded lab um and myself try to like kind of build up as as partners and co-owners is is all about a family feel we try not to you know bring on too many people so that we can give everybody the attention they deserve and um i think we've done a good job of it man like you know, we have a ton of fun and yeah, Wadapalooza. I mean, you crushed that photo shoot and we can thank get you, into what it was for down the line, but that was, that was the highlight of, uh, I think my, my trip to Miami was how fun that morning was. Oh, that was a hundred percent the highlight of my trip. Yeah. So what Cooper's talking about is we went and did a photo shoot for, uh, Danielle Brandon and the launch of her rad partnership. And, uh, like from the photo shoot to the announcement was like, I don't even think it was 12 hours. Like it was like four hours, maybe. If that, yeah. I mean, yeah. So con like a little background of that, right? So, so Benji, the founder of rad, you know, he, he wants to make sure obviously Daniel, that signing is huge for his brand. Right. And, and the launch of that. And I mean, he told me, look, if we don't sign Daniel, we're launching with no athletes, um, yeah. which I was like, all right. That's a baller move right there. Yeah. And it's clear. It was evident how much he, he really wanted to land Danielle. And, and so it was like, Hey man, well, we should probably just get, at least get a photo shoot out of the way while we're all down here. Um, and then Danielle's making appearances, but you know, he really wanted to, to carefully kind of craft that announcement. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as we're shooting away and, and, you know, you were showing him the photos, it was, everything was lining up. Right. I mean, obviously we're in Winwoods, artsy, it's super rad vibe. Um, yeah. Photos are coming out incredible. It's golden hour in the morning. Right. Or I don't is that golden hour in the morning? I don't yeah. The light was soft. It was, it was sick. And, you know, next thing you know, we're just like, dude, why are we not announcing it while you're here and she's present and let's do this. And I mean, your turn time on that was like 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and didn't have a lot of time. So that was that was a special thing and, and a little bit by the seam of our pants, but I think it was the best way that we could have done it because you know people then got to go and, and feel and touch and and kind of fall in love with the brand and and you know align that love with Danielle, which she's already got a lot of fan love. So it was 
it was a no brainer, I feel. And I think it went off very well for something we just kind of made happen on the fly. Yeah. And you could see the difference in the rad booth prior to the announcement. And then after the announcement, like if you were just floating around, I, that was Saturday morning. Um, but if you're floating around on Thursday and Friday, it was like, there was a little bit of a buzz there. People were starting to kind of like touch the products, try it on. And then Saturday after that announcement, it was like lineups, like booth was packed. It was awesome to see. Hell yeah. No, I, yeah. And the shoes are awesome, man. They're great. Great, great shoes. There's some, there's some new companies coming into the space that are, that are really kind of making waves rad being a huge one. And obviously there's some other ones too. So it's, it's all super exciting to see. Yeah. The, my not going to lie. My rads have been the only shoes I've worked out in since Wadapalooza. Yeah. I mean, same for like 85%. I got yeah. sent some, uh, one of my buddies who's a soccer player for Nike sent me the new Metcon sevens. And those were great. And then um, Jordan from Reebok sent me the Reebok X twos and those are very solid too. So um, they're all dope, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I typically wear the rads the most and I have them on right now. They're awesome. So that's the one thing that I love seeing about this space is that these brands have been built within the space. Like Noble, you know, Noble just dropped some, uh, court shoes the other day like they're they're expanding big time you know stuff like whoop like I, i've talked about this before on the podcast but the the community the environment that that everybody's in right now is is really creating a lot of amazing products that tran, uh, transcend just crossfit they go beyond it i agree I, and a lot of these brands right like I mean, the community in the space itself has its own economy, right? Um, yeah. And so I think that the most successful brands are those that utilize such a passionate and uh, dedicated following in the sport um, to kind of keep the lights on and, and grow their brand. And then it allows them to kind of create the capital for them to uh, branch outside of CrossFit and go into more mainstream markets, right? Which I think Noble's done a super good job of. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at somebody like Fit Aid, they did the same thing, or RX Bar, right? They yeah. Started out very much predominantly CrossFit, and then they go get picked up by Kellogg for six hundred million. It's like, is that what happened? Pretty good acquisition there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they sold to Kellogg. That's why they're all over the place. I uh, didn't realize that that happened. I saw them all over the place in like Canada, U.S., everything. But yeah, so crazy, crazy. Um, yeah, and so yeah, I think this. I think you know that's what the really smart brands do is they they start and then they they have a plan, right? They have that five, ten, fifteen, twenty year vision to move down the line. It's like you know so it's, it's very interesting to see. And it's like, you can see that with rad, right? Like, you know, Benji yeah. was a CrossFit games athlete as a team guy, uh, owned a gym for many years, sold it, used that to, you know, work in the dark for three years to launch rad. And like rad is going to have a stronghold in CrossFit, but it's definitely going to move past that because it's got ties to skateboarding and all types of stuff. So that'll be sweet. Um, but then on the flip side, you look at brands like tier, right. Who's like a huge swim brand. Yeah. Right. Like, Olympic medalists been crushing for years, uh, still family owned and operated, uh, multi-generational thing. And now it's, it's, it's transcending into the CrossFit space. So going the opposite way from most yeah. brands. So, um, yeah, man, it goes both ways, but it's, it's super cool. And it's kind of how we try to, you know, it's really tried how we, uh, how we try to run our agency is, you know, CrossFit is a huge passion of ours, but then it allows us to, um, go and explore other, more traditional sports and work in those realms too. Cause I've never wanted to just be pigeonholed to just CrossFit. I think there's a, you know, if it's, if it's sports related, I want to, I want to be in it. And that's, that's the one thing I noticed about you guys, as opposed to some of the other 
companies is you guys branched outside of CrossFit. You're not just with CrossFit athletes. You have baseball players, you have professional golfers. Um, what did you mention? You mentioned somebody else. Was it a, a monster truck driver? So, yeah. So Cynthia, um, Cynthia, the monster truck driver was my first client. Um, we worked together for many years. Um, but with the whole thing of COVID and her being in Canada and, you know, just not really being able to get around each other, we, we determined that it was probably the best for her to find somebody a little bit closer to her. Um, but yeah, she was my first client ever. She's so badass. Uh, she can backflip a monster truck, which is sweet. Um, <laughs> That's crazy also, to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's nutty. But she also does like a bunch of other crazy cool stuff, like has her own TV show and is like a great welder and like just does all this cool stuff. Um, really breaking like kind of social barriers as a female in that space. Um, so it's very cool. But yeah, no, we... I mean, we've, we've worked with um, athletes from more in traditional sports background just due to the fact that, you know, Jason is a uh, – he's a certified baseball agent first, yeah. right? So, like, he was a pro ball player, Tampa Bay Devil Rays organization, uh, left that, and, and he became a certified baseball agent. And he works with Aces, which is, like, the second biggest agency for baseball in the world. Okay. Um, and then, you know, he started – he was – he started representing Camille and Josh back in like 2012. And, um, you know, we never really, he never really lost that tie to baseball. And then it was like, Hey, you know, we, we manage the athletes in CrossFit and the Olympic athletes that we work with like Maddie Rogers or, or George Ann or whatever, um, from like A to Z. Um, but then in, in terms of like baseball, it's like, yeah, you guys have a clubhouse agency, but you know, they're so focused on those mega deals, right. Those hundred million dollar deals that, um, we feel that there's still kind of meat on the bone in terms of the marketing side of things and those yep. off field deals and everything like that. So especially with, um, you know, the creation of social media, uh, that we, we kind of partner with those agencies to run their marketing deals that they might not necessarily have the time or honestly care about, yeah. um, because they're not, you know, huge clubhouse contracts. So that's how we kind of work with those, um, those traditional athletes. So like, the Josh Hader of the world, right? He's, he's, um, a part of CAA, which is, you know, a massive sports agency and they crush it and a bunch of good people over there. Um, but then in terms of like marketing things, we're able to kind of work with them and partner with them to help, uh, you know, run that. And so we have a kid on named Zach Long, who's been doing a great job there, uh, yeah. in the baseball side of things. And then, uh, for somebody like Scott Stallings, you mentioned the golfer, like he's represented by, uh, James Clausen over at Spire Sports, and they're a smaller, uh, like, family-run agency out of Knoxville, uh, and they've been crushing it. But Scott, having so much passion and love for fitness and health, um, James and I touch base, and because that's kind of where we live predominantly is in that fitness side of things, James and I have partnered up to help do some of Scott's um, off-course and, and even some on-course deals too. So yeah, we just kind of partner up with other agencies and, and help those athletes do their thing. So it's, it's awesome. That's, that's really awesome to see. And it, it's kind of some inside stuff that you don't really think about um, from the outside looking in, like you see the big deals, like you see the on-field deals, like, you know, so-and-so is making a hundred million dollars every, you know, for a three-year contract to play baseball, but then you don't really see them do those marketing things, those endorsements. Um, is that something you're starting to see more of with the rise of social media? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, some of those guys, right. We, we like Jason jokes about it. Um, 
you know, you look at somebody like when I was growing up on the Boston Red Sox, Dustin Pedroia, right? Just oh, yeah. like stud, you know, yeah. he, he was, you know, Jay knows him because he's an Aces client. Um, you know, Dustin went and played at ASU, right? Which is in our backyard. Um, he's just a baller, right? Like that's, yeah. that was my guy. Cause I was like a short kid and I wasn't even that into baseball, but I was like, that's the person that I cheer for. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, he signed massive contracts. I mean, Dustin doesn't even have Instagram. He doesn't, it doesn't matter. Cause when you yeah. sign a deal with that much money and you go and work with a good wealth advisor, like you're good, you're set, you're set for life. You don't need to do anything else. Yeah. Um, but now a lot of these guys who are younger, it's like, you know, maybe they're only making league minimum. Right. Um, which is still good money, right? Half a million yeah. dollars, but you know, that's, it's not, you shouldn't be turning down, you know, 30, 50, a hundred grand that you can make off social media deals. Like you only have a, a finite amount of time in that spotlight. So you should maximize all possible revenue streams. And so a lot of these guys have started to kind of turn on to that and be like, yeah, you know what? I've got my group that crushes the clubhouse deal, but I need a group that kind of focuses in on just these marketing deals because a, I want to make sure I'm maximizing my earning potential, but B, I want to be doing things and creating things so that when it's all said and done and I'm retired, like I can lean into something else and, and, and bide my time. So that's kind of our whole shtick. Yeah. And with those deals, um, because, you know, you've developed relationships in the CrossFit space, are the CrossFit brands or like I say CrossFit brands are brands that typically are working with CrossFit athletes. Are they looking at some of these pro athletes or are you guys going bigger, you know, like are there other opportunities for those? Yeah, I mean, it, in terms of those CrossFit athletes, right. Or like, um, those endemic to the CrossFit space. Yeah. I mean, they're looking at those brands. I mean, look at Noble, they signed Scott Stallings, right. And now yeah. he's the first Noble golfer or, uh, GoWad, right. Tebow launched mobility pro, which is a golf mobility app, right. Which is going to take over, but they, you know, we just did a deal with them and Scott. So that's on course. So now that's, you know, that's non-endemic for them. Um, Although the creation of Mobility Pro was for that, uh, you know, that specific sport. But um, yeah, so they're they're starting to branch out and do things with these athletes. Um, but in terms of even bigger ones, yeah, I mean, there are brands that come in and in terms of those those traditional athletes that are just always going to be there, right? The Gatorades of the world or Dove, you know, like yeah. who, are, who are owned by bigger, um, you know, bigger conglomerates. But yeah, they, it goes both ways for sure. Awesome. Now, how the heck do you get even started with this? Because you said, you know, you brought Zach on and he's in the baseball world. You have a degree in economics, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I got involved because I was a sales rep for the supplement company X Endurance for about three years. Um, and I just saw how Jason, right? Jason, uh, is also an owner of X Endurance. I just saw how he operated and kind of what it is that he did uh, in terms of just like being an agent, being a family man, like just as like overall swagger. Like if you know Jay, you know what I'm talking about. Like you've met Jason. Yeah. He was there at the photo shoot. The yep. dude, you just like, you just like, you just like kind of gravitate towards him. Um, and I just, I just love the dude. So I was like, man, what it is that you're doing is what I've always wanted to do. Like, how can I learn? And he just took me under his wing. And for about two years, he just kind of taught me and, and, and kind of tutored me. And, and I just slowly, uh, slowly came into my own and went from part-time to full-time with the agency back in about 2019. And then since then, you know, him and I have, okay. are, are the co-owners of it. So it's, uh, it's been a very cool process, but I mean, it's like, I'm not here without that dude. Yeah. 
And I mean, that's not even that long ago. Like when you're giving the timelines of these things, you're like, you know, you worked as a sales rep for three years and then you know, you've only been technically with lab. If you said 2019, like coming on three years now, like you haven't been doing that this long, but man, it seems like you're so well ingrained within the company, within the space that it's, it's impressive. I didn't realize it had only been, you know, two and a half, three years. No, I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I've been, you know, hard work pays off. I've been working hard and it doesn't mean that I don't, you know, still have a lot to learn. I feel dangerous, but I feel like, uh, I'm only at like 50% cause I still make mistakes, man. And you got to learn from them. Sometimes you got to, you know, eat crow and, and keep it moving. So, yeah. uh, I just try to stay learning and, and not be too much of a know-it-all, which, you know, sometimes I can be capable of and, and I learn a hard lesson. And I got to grow from that. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's, I've had, I've had good mentors. Excellent. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed about you and a lot of the agents that I've worked with or met in the CrossFit space, like I've had Snorri on, I've had Matt O'Keefe on, um, All you guys, yeah, everybody seems to have this like amazing, like family type relationship with all of their, their clients and their athletes that they work with. And it's funny because, you know, you watch TV, you watch like Entourage back in the day, and there's that like family vibe from from Ari. But like every TV show gives agents and managers this like shark type, like, you know, snake oil salesman type vibe. And you guys are not like that at all. Yeah, I think I think it, there's there is that type of person out there for sure. Uh it's spent, but it's more so in the traditional sports space. Like it's, it can be, you know, there's people like that in the CrossFit space for sure. Um, yeah. But in terms of traditional sport, when you're talking, you know, hundred million dollars, man, or anything above seven figures, like money gets people, you know, making weird decisions and acting weird ways. Right. And so uh, there are definitely those people and um, you know, you really should, you should have, you should have uh, Jason on the show because, you know, he can talk to you about the baseball side of things. I mean, he's like, I go to the winter meetings and I see fist fights all the time. Like, cause oh, the agents, you know, they steal a client from each other or something like that. Yeah. Right? And that dude comes in and signs a hundred million dollar contract with the other agent had been working for four years. Right. You yeah. know, and, but they don't see the commission. It's like they had to put rules in place. Right. Because it was, it was so like rampant, like client stealing and people not getting paid for their years of work, hoping for that one big contract. So it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Um, but in terms of CrossFit, no, it's, a lot less of that, right? A lot less mobility between uh, agencies. Most of the time, they they just do a really good job for their clients. And man, you just come to care for these people so much because you're just with them all the time, and you're in the back with them. It's you know, you're not like in an agent. You're not sitting there in the dugout being like, "Hey, man, shake it off. You're over three. Like, yeah. you know, in CrossFit, like you are. Like, yo, that event didn't go well. Like, it's all good. You're a stud. Like, we're gonna recoup. We're gonna move on to the next one. Like you know, you just, you just have such love for these people and spend such intimate time with them that, um, I just think it's a different atmosphere than, than other sports. And so that, that snake oily salesman stuff, uh, doesn't typically, uh, come to fruition here. Yeah. Now, when you say, you know, you're, you're there at events, like how does that balance work with you and their coaches, you know, like do the coaches, like I've seen people interact with you and it's not like they're like, Hey, get, get out of here. But like if somebody does have a bad event and you're in the back with them, are coaches telling you to go away? Are they, are they there? Cause they know you're supporting. Like, how does that balance work sometimes? I think that I, 
just have a really good rapport with all the coaches I work with the athletes. And so they all know baseline, like I'm just there to support them. So I just want what's best for the athlete. So if that's to leave the athlete alone and have the coach do their thing, then that is what I'm doing. Um, and so I just kind of always end every conversation with a coach. Like, let me know if you need anything. Let me know if the athlete needs anything, et cetera. And, and some athletes, uh, the relationship's just a little bit more um, constructed around you know, being in the back and, 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 and talking them through things and game planning, et cetera. Right. So somebody like Jake Marconi, uh, obviously Jake's, you know, coached by Matt and then that hard work pays off family. Yeah. But, you know, Matt knows that Jake is my best friend and, and, you know, we, we've been through competitions forever and, you know, so they're going to talk about things and me and Jake are going to talk about things. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be like, yo, you need to do what Matt says. Cause that dude's the fittest that's ever walked the earth. <laughs> like, yeah. but you know, it's, it's in terms of like receiving Jake after an event and being like, yo, you totally made a bad decision or, you know, that didn't go well, or that went really well, like one way or the other, I'm going to be there and like, we're going to be hype or we're going to be pissed off for a second. And then we're going to talk through it and move on. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing with like Danielle Brandon, like, you know, Danielle's a, a spitfire, right? So she can be up or she can be down. And there are times where Kotler's like, you got her? And I'm like, yup. Or I'm like, dude, that's on you. And he's like, <laughs> you know, or if she is pumped up, then we're all fired up. And we're just like, you know, yeah, pumping in the back and, and stoked. So uh, it just depends on who the athlete is, right? So it just, it just depends totally, you know? Yeah. When something like the games or Wadapalooza comes up when you have like, you know, five to 10 athletes there all competing simultaneously. How is it that you divide your time between the athletes? Is it, you know, you stay with the ones you're closest to you're equally supportive. Like how does that balance work for you? I just try to circulate and touch on kind of each person uh, at, at least once or twice a day, just to make sure that their needs are met. Um, but it just depends on kind of support systems and capacity. So, you know, somebody like, Justin Kotler and underdogs, right? Last year they had, let's say West Coast Classic. You know, he's got Matt there, he's got Tola there, he has Carrie, Bethany, Danielle, Alex, like six people. That's a lot of people. Um, yeah. And so for me, I'm going to come in. I'm just going to I'm just going to be there for you know Bethany, Danielle, Carrie, right? Because I work with the three of them. Um, you know, Carrie's retired now, so that one's she's not necessarily on the top of my mind, but like. Bethany and Danielle still competing gonna help them uh in terms of like a coach's pass like I usually just take Danielle's coach's pass when it yeah. came to the games and the other two were out because of COVID and it was just Danielle then Justin takes that coach's pass and I'm just you know outside of the building kind of like what is it that you need I'll get it and bring it to you we'll figure it out so uh it's just kind of whoever needs the help. So if Justin's got seven people there and he needs to be able to focus on all of them, then I'm just going to come in and try to help out and reduce some stress. Um, and then it's, you know, if, if I have six athletes there and all of their coaches are there and there's not like a bunch of other athletes that that coach has, then I'm just kind of floating around and just whoever needs help, I'm going to help and, and do my thing. But for the most part, you know, these, these camps are pretty established, right? Like, you know, comp train, make sure that Amanda's taken care of. And so anything else that Amanda needs, she just lets me know, but they've got like runners and people that are doing stuff for them. Right. Same thing with Brute and Dallin or Emma, right. Like with, yeah. with Matt Torres. So just anybody who needs help, I'm just there. Man, you're, you're saying all these names. I'm like, you got your hand in like every camp that's out there right now. It's, it's uh, 
fair amount of people for sure. Pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, when it comes to those big events and they are competing directly against each other, do you have to deal with the favoritism and like that kind of vibe with that? Or they just know like you're there to support everybody equally. I think they understand that I'm a neutral party. I just want, if it's something like semifinals, like I don't care what place you come in. I'm just hoping that you are in the top five. So we're moving on to the games, right? Yep. Like the payday just isn't, uh, enough for it to be like yeah you know what like i really hope that you take first and you take second and third because it's you know it, i'm just like let's just get top five and keep it moving and we'll you know we'll peak for the games and crush that so there's no uh i i don't i don't really particularly cheer for one person over another i just want all of them to do the best that they can do and just ideally extend their season yeah now one thing i noticed on on the socials was you you were with uh josh bridges at his athlete camp and uh you were right in there it looked like participate and do the whole camp oh no no we so uh nate crow one of the guys behind the scenes for good dudes coffee uh nate you know he's he's a busy dude but he he comes and helps kind of run those events and does all the logistical pieces and so i'm just kind of doing whatever it is nate needs for me so um you know, we just help and, and, you know, we did a workout with, uh, what day did we do? We did a trail run with, with that camp, yeah. um, and maybe, maybe one other workout, but I don't think we, I think we just did one of the workouts. So, uh, for the most part, we're just trying to make sure that those people have a good time and they get FaceTime with Josh and, uh, the event goes off without a hitch, but no, I'm not in there doing all the workouts. That would be, I don't want to be in the way and I don't want to take away from, uh, yeah. you know, their time with Josh. Cause I don't think uh, maybe people who might be on the outside looking in, I don't know if they know how fit you are. We do. We do. A good, hey, I train every day. Well, five days a week. So, so you, were, you were a CrossFit coach as well. Yeah. I, I coached at full range CrossFit in Providence when I lived there, um, which is an incredible gym and a great community. And, and so Jake and I coached there together um, under Adam and Alicia. So it was so much fun. Okay. So, in, could you take the, you're going to call your shot now taking O'Keefe out in a workout oh I mean I'm I'm turning the screws on O'Keefe in a workout if he's listening he knows this <laughs> yeah I, I mean I, well, hey, I wanted to go during 22.1 I wanted to go uh, heads up me Bijan and Daniel Robbins but nobody wanted to take me on not that there there might not have just been there just wasn't enough time either but um I wanted it. I wanted, I wanted some competition. I think we'll have to set something up. We'll get some cameras on that for you guys. Oh, Hey, I'm, 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 I'm working hard over here to make sure that I can be, uh, be the, be the winner. But I will say if, if they pull like a heavy barbell or something like that, Daniel Roberts is strong as a house. So, uh, that dude smashing me and that stuff. Really? Oh, dude. He I wouldn't he, he looks kind of skinny. No way. He's beefy. He's got look at his legs. He squats like, is he? Yeah, dude. He squats like 435 or 450 or something is his goal. And he also cleans, cleaning jerks a fair amount. Yeah. He's strong. He's a strong boy. Okay. Um, I'll do my research better next time. Okay. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel's strong aerobically. I think I can get him, but that's all I got. I can breathe hard, but, uh, put in the heavy weights and it's a different, it's not, it's not so pretty anymore. <laughs> 
All right. Now you mentioned 22.1. So you had Bethany and Danielle there going head to head in uh, Boulder. How is setting up that experience? Did they approach the girls and say, Hey, we want both these girls here. And, and you know, let's get them to do the announcement or they say, okay, we want Danielle and other person. Did you bring Bethany in or vice versa? Uh, they, they approached, they wanted both. Um, yeah. And they wanted to kind of highlight Bethany's stories. Well, both of their stories w- with how the games went last year. And so um, they wanted both of them and, you know, we wanted them to come to Vegas, but it was so last minute that that wasn't going to work. So we went up to, to Boulder and it was super fun and we had a great time. Um, yeah. And it was, it was, it was very cool. The, uh, the atmosphere was electrifying, uh, for us, for like, kind of like a small tight knit crowd. Um, super cool though. And, you know, it's just a bummer that, that, uh, Bethany's not going to get kind of the opportunity to tell her story or rewrite her story from last year with this year, but, uh, we're, we're working towards next year already and it's yeah. going to be a good year. When something like that comes out where she has a big injury like that and has to pull out, um, how do you guys work as a team, not even just to, to, you know, manage Bethany herself, but like her sponsors, are they starting to ask questions and they start knocking at the door or what kind of happens in that? Can you go through that process at all? Yeah. So, I mean, her sponsors were super, uh, supportive so which is a great thing uh and it's it's what you kind of look for in in terms of a partnership like that right um because you don't want to treat her just like a you know a number on the competition floor um because she is a human being right and she has a lot more to offer than just competing but so i mean i i alert the brands that support her just just out of respect um yeah and also you want to make sure that she's getting enough time to herself to kind of process that and kind of you know feel those emotions because that's heartbreaking, man. I mean, that's what she works her tail off day in and day out to be, you know, to be, to be the best in the world. So, uh, to not get to showcase that is gut wrenching. And so I'm essentially just trying to kind of create space for her to be able to do her thing and process that. Luckily, um, during that time, her fiance, Randy was there, which is, you know, a game changer having him around to be able to kind of help her process. Yeah. Uh, but it's, that's a tough one too, because like, during the quarterfinals, we also have to keep it moving, right? We got to, we have other people competing. And so, you know, it was was a delicate balance for sure. Um, But had a, had a really good call with her a couple of days ago. And uh, you know, she's, she's ready to rock and roll and, you know, she's gonna, um, you know, they're getting married this summer. So obviously like there'll be changes in her world in terms of, um, I don't know, like where she lives or whatever. uh, Cause you know, she wants to live with, with her husband. Yeah. Um, and so that's to be foreseen what that looks like and when that timeline is, but she's doing some things, you know, she's getting an MRI, make sure her back's okay. Now, um, figuring out a plan to make sure that, you know, that injury is taken care of and, you know, doesn't pop up and, uh, yeah, she's gonna, she's gonna smash. I mean, Bethany, even like an injured wounded Bethany is like probably the most aerobic person in the sport. So a strong healthy back Bethany is as dangerous. So she yeah. is, she's going to smash. It was just, you got to take the time for those people to, to process and, and be there for them. And I'm just kind of, you know, whatever you need, let me know. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I don't wish that upon anybody. No, no, nobody does. And everybody wants to see the best athletes competing against each other. Nobody wants to see these like half fields or, you know, some of the stuff like last year, losing athletes, 
quite a few significant athletes throughout that competition of the games last year. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, that's that's the hardest part is, I mean, I truly believe Bethany was on the podium last year at the games. I mean, look at her West Coast performance. It was like dominating. And then you looked at the workouts that came out and, you know, people love to say like, oh, the, the best person in the world is going to win regardless of the workouts. And that's true. Yeah. But somebody like Bethany can get on a serious roll with a few workouts that fall into your wheelhouse. Right. And it's, you know, when confidence is high, uh, other things start, you know, firing on all cylinders and she's so well rounded that it's true. The workouts don't necessarily matter, but it does hurt when they come into your wheelhouse. So when you see a workout that's three rounds for time of what was it? A mile run and 30 toes to bar. Yeah. She's literally the fastest toes to bar person in the world. I think and she's hands down like the best runner for distance in that field or one of the best, right? Obviously yeah. Emily Wolf is so good at running or, you know, other people are really good at running, but like when workouts like that come out and she didn't get to, you know, go out there and, and show out for those. It's, it's one of those things where you're like, you gotta be kidding me. Cause it's like, really fate had to have this way with her. Like, yeah, he, she would have annihilated those events, man. Like a paddle long swim. Come on. Yeah. Every, everything, like every workout that came out, I was like, Bethany would do so well with this. <laughs> and so it's just tough. Even a one rep max snatch, right? She's always said that she's not the strongest person. Right. But a clean is worse, but a snatch, like she could snatch like 190, 195 or whatever. And so a little bit of adrenaline, you go throw 180 and that's like top five finish, something like that, whatever that was. Yeah. All of a sudden the big wrench that would be, have been thrown into her weekend is not a wrench anymore. It's actually a top 10 finish. And you know, she's starting to real hammer on people. So that was a, that was a tough one that, that I still kind of wrestle with a little bit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the games last year. Okay. So Danielle has her COVID stuff and she's segregated from the pack and all that kind of stuff. But that moment, that, that whole storyline, I think propelled her in front of so many more people that I think that helped her grow her brand more than anything else. Oh, a hundred percent. And and we are not naive to that. Like, and it stinks that it came out of, you know, the loss of Carrie and Bethany's season. But in terms of what it kind of did to Danielle's games experience, I mean, it was, it made her experience a lot more stressful and, and uh, alone feeling, but you know, she, she rose to the occasion. Um, yeah. And I applaud her for it because, you know, the biggest thing with Danielle is between the years and, and she's been working on it hard. And that was kind of a catalyst for the rest of her year moving forward that, Hey, you, you survived that and you crushed and you nearly took top 10 with all of these things working against you. And you're not even getting to go in the last heat sometimes where you can actually race, et cetera. Yeah. Then uh, you still did all of that. Right. And then beat all men and women in the handstand walk thing by like a minute, which was super fun or 45 seconds. Yeah. Uh, it definitely set the tone for kind of the stardom that was created around that. And so, yeah, she definitely benefited from that, from that, uh, situation. Now from an agent manager perspective, she gets up on the podium after that handstand and just, you know, throws up the double birds. Are you going, Oh no. Or what's the reaction there? Like nobody's ever reacted like that before. Oh, I love it. We need more. Yeah. of that. I mean, to be honest, her and I talked about when you, when you win this event, cause there's not a question about it. You're going to win this event. You, yeah. you flip off the crowd, not the crowd, but like the situation. Yeah. 
and because that's who she is she's raw she's authentic she doesn't give a fuck and yeah. I, I mean my apologies for swearing but that's just that's just who danielle is so yeah um yeah when she did that i loved it i was like let's go let's let's bring the fire yeah and i feel like that just like those couple first photos started circulating and it was like oh this is who this girl is like she's fired up yeah oh yeah and there's more to come from that like she's yeah. a girl who you know she wants to beat you and then punch you in the mouth so um yeah it, the sport needs it right there's nobody like danielle and i mean I, yeah there's i couldn't agree more like the joke, you know, has become like there's only a couple people who can celebrate a workout because you don't know what the next workout is going to be. And, you know, you already know who's going to win certain workouts. Like you knew Guy was going to win the snatch workout. So you're just waiting for him to do something. Yeah. But then like, you know, the guy in the first heat winning the the next workout, you don't he doesn't know if he won it or not. He's not celebrating. There's no passion. Like there's a bit of passion there, but not the same way. I think the sport needs that and needs those like big celebratory moments. Yeah. I also just, I think the sport needs a little bit less, I don't know. It's going to probably sound bad, but like a little less camaraderie, like you're yeah. competing to beat each other, right? Like this is your livelihood and yeah. people don't take that lightly. And so as much as like, you know, you talk to athletes and they're like, Oh, it was so great that, uh, you know, that all those, or the, or the commentators, right? They're always like, it's so great. You know, the, the last place person gets cheered louder than the first place person. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, one, everybody else is working out. So you can't really cheer those people on. Two, being that last place person and getting circled around is the biggest slap in the face when you want to beat those people and they all beat you. And now they're kind of rubbing your nose in it. Like, nope. Like there was a moment in the games this year when one of the athletes came up to to Jason Hopper after he'd finished to clap him on Hopper was like, get out of here. And I loved it because yeah. I was, he's, he's competing and he's yep. being who he is. And, and he's not, he's not afraid to tell you to F off because he doesn't want to hear it. He wants to focus on the task at hand. And it's, that's the type of thing where, you know, I'm all for like being friendly and, and being a good person and respecting one another. But as soon as you get on the floor, that goes out the window. And I don't think that people should try to act like it doesn't because you're there to compete and you're there to win. And uh, I mean, if, if you have to be shoulder checked in a, in a running event to, you know, to get the message or like I can pull you down, like I'm, I'm going to, if I'm a competitor, I, I want to win. And that's just it. So yeah. Like that's actually, sorry. sorry. I'm just going to say like a funny story about that. I'm wearing Jake Marconi's shirt here. Okay. Like Jake is so competitive. Well, one time we had an in-house competition at four inch um, CrossFit in Providence. And it's like an 800 meter run to start into some like wall balls. That was all It's a right angle, right? A right hand turn right into the gym. It's just a little door. And so, you know, most people are just, you know, you kind of like yield to those that are the faster runners or whatever. And, you know, I used to train a lot with Jake and just riding his coattails. I feel like I got a pretty good baseline fitness. And so him and I are up front, but there's this one guy, I think his name was Jordy. He was running like with us and he tried to, he tried to like cut Jake off to get in the door and Jake just hammered the dude, sent him flying past the door and continued on with his workout. And I, I just text, I mean, I, I just said to Jake behind him, I'm like, really Jake? And he was like, he was like, dude wanted it you know he, he wanted it and and the guy loved it jordy loved it he was like it fired him up got him got him competing and uh 
you know, he was all smiles, but, but that's how it is on the floor. That's the reality of it, you know? Yeah. And so all the, all the showmanship of, you know, nice job, keep going. Mm-mm. I want you to be slower. You know, I want more people to fill the gap between you and me if I'm a competitor, because I want the bigger point spread. So I just love it when athletes are actually authentically themselves to circle all the way back. So when Danielle flips the birds like that, let's have more of it. Yeah. That's, that's a funny story about Jake, but that's something you don't hear about too much in the like competitive CrossFit circles of like, you know, somebody pulling on somebody's bathing suit in a swim or like pulling an ankle during the swim, but that stuff happens. You just don't hear about it. It definitely does. And so stuff like that, where I'm like, you know, it's, if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. It's kind of how I feel about it. So. And I feel like, yeah, those are the kind of stories like you hear about all the time in like Iron Man and things like that, where you're like, you got to be careful. Yeah. Don't go drowning one another. That's not cool. And like, I wouldn't pull cheap shots, but in terms of competing, what is like fair or socially acceptable? Like, yeah, you should definitely be rubbing elbows and and trying to take everything that you can. But in terms of like pulling somebody's goggles off their face, like that's a little, that's a little much. Don't be lame, you know? Yeah. Be a a competitor. Don't be a, don't be a cheat. I'll say that. Yeah. I like that. How do you, how are you managing all these big personalities? Like, you know, Danielle's got a big personality. Bethany seems like she has a big personality. Like, how do you manage those? And how do you, do you dictate, you know, do you say, Hey, like that doesn't look good. That's a bad look. That's a good look. Are you doing those kinds of things? Are you saying, be you do your thing? I mean, I want them to be themselves and do their thing, but we have open lines of communication. Um, you know, and, and Bethany has, has come around as a human being. Like she used to say things that would probably get her into a little bit more hot water. Um, and she has just grown so much since the time that we've worked together. I mean, we all have, like, we're, we started working together three years ago. Right. And it's just a big difference or even maybe it was a little more than that. But, um, so in terms of like big personality, like she has a big personality, but she's also super mature and and knows what to say and when to say it. Um, and she does a great job with the younger athletes of like calming their fears, talking them through things, letting them know what she's dealt with, et cetera. So she's more of like a mentor now, um, which is awesome and super valuable. Uh, somebody like Danielle, you know, like I said, she's a spitfire. And so there are times, you know, where Danielle could say things that she might want to walk back and, you know, we handle those, but we have very open lines of communications. And sometimes, you know, I'm her and I, you know, I, I'd get after her a little bit or something. And she's usually like, yeah, no, I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) She's learning, man. But you know, she's, she's, like I said, she's unapologetically herself and I I wouldn't want it any other way. But with that, you know, comes times where, she pipe she fires off something and you handle it so yeah and now she just had her social media accounts hacked recently oh god she's a big big crypto miner girl you know <laughs> she loves crypto the way she dealt with it though is pretty good she yeah was... we, we i mean luckily uh matt lee at, at instagram sports or uh facebook meta sports right um unfortunately he's had to help me out three different times, right? Annika got the same hack right before Wadapalooza and we were lucky enough to get her account back so that we could capitalize on that big moment she had of winning, right? Yeah. Like really following. And then Scott Stallings account got hacked once. Uh, so he helped us get that one back. And then, you know, Danielle's that happened. And uh, that was a, a learning opportunity for her to turn on two factor authentication and do it when I tell her to do it the first time. <laughs> uh, and, 
yeah, man, she, she was a little stressed, but it was the worst part about it is that it happened on a Saturday. So I'm like, we can't, they're not in office. Like they're not going to help us. We have to wait till Monday. And of course, Monday rolled around and boom, the dude was on it and we got our account back pretty quickly. Um, two factor authentication is now on. So (laughs) come at us. No, don't actually come at us. No. Um, but yeah. And so then the response to that, I was like, we were talking, I was like, Hey, we should, you should do something that's like hilarious, like play, play on them because they kept posting about Mercedes or whatever. And she drives yeah. a Volkswagen. And so she's like, all right, I got you. And you know, she, she made that video and, and Jared shot it. And it was so funny. My favorite part was like the album cover type photo at the end with cash and um, Callie, the two dogs. And yeah. was, so I think, I think people got a hoot out of it and, uh it was good it was good fun for like hey yeah i messed up i didn't i didn't have the precautions in place and i learned from it but we're back so yeah good and now you just mentioned jared jared's down at underdogs working with those guys but he works with you with the lab as well yep so jared graybill he's he's he kind of runs all types of operations and whatnot like operations partnerships a ton of different stuff i think he even does programming he does he wears a lot of hats with underdogs helping grow that business um and then yeah he he works under the lab sphere uh he works with ariel lowen uh he's been doing a great job with her so awesome yeah Yeah. she's she's working with the wadproof team too yeah just a super nice person and i mean she came out of nowhere last year but she's here to stay she's she's really good yeah so now when you guys are bringing in people like jared or like uh you mentioned uh jake earlier how do you determine who you're going to bring in and how they're going to get involved like for you know somebody out there who her hears this conversation and wants to do what you're doing how do they take those steps yeah i feel like it's it's a natural process um i don't know if i necessarily recruit that much it's more of i'm looking for people that put their hand up right and want to hustle yeah because that's kind of how i got my start was I put my hand up, Jason, you know, took me in and he taught me and and then I ran with it. And so Zach put his hand up, right? Zach Long. And we've been kind of tutoring him. Um and he's just been running with it and crushing, right? Jared, same kind of thing. Deb Graff, same thing. She worked with uh Christian Harris and uh on the Annika Greer front. So you know it's those people that that I know are good people. They're good relationship builders uh and they they have just a solid head on their shoulders and are willing to hustle. And, and, you know, if you're, you're in the service of uh, you're in the people industry, right? So you need to be willing to learn, adapt and serve as best as you can. Um, and so those that kind of raise their hand and, and want to do that. And it's, I have the bandwidth slash uh, ability to kind of maybe work them into a specific couple athletes, maybe then, and yeah, like I'm, I'm into it. So, but I've also, you know, I've, I've said no more than I've said yes, because it's really got to be the right fit. Yeah. Awesome. On that note, what do you got coming up next? Is there anything, I mean, we got the semifinals coming up in just about a month here. Anything else going on with you guys at lab? Um, yeah, man. I mean, we are just kind of pumped up about uh, we have another Josh Bridges event at the end of the month, which will be exciting. Um, always fun to kind of get around those people. Uh, and then, yeah, we're fired up for semis and the athletes doing their thing. And, uh, you know, we've 
we've got some good stuff coming down the pipeline, you know, a lot of, a lot of athletes working on different things. And it's one of those things we kind of just got to watch this space and, you know, you'll see, you'll see things as they evolve. Awesome. Coop. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time and uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Appreciate everything. This has been insightful. Thank you. All right, guys, have a great week. With the Wadproof Pro Experience, you'll get instant access to training programs from some of the best coaches on the planet. From full training programs in the gym and at home to movement-specific programs for weightlifting, gymnastics, engine, endurance, rowing, and more. We have a program that is designed for your needs, whether you are a beginner or a pro. Every training session introduces a series of questions. Am I happy with my performance? Where could I have gone faster? When will I be ready to go again? For Wadproof Pro athletes, also this question. What can I learn from that workout? With a Wadproof Pro subscription, you gain access to a complete training toolbox. From a full-featured exercise log, to side-by-side comparisons, to the ability to record your heart rate right alongside your rounds and reps. You have at your fingertips everything you need to learn, to make progress, and to go into tomorrow's training more prepared than today's. The best athletes are the best students, and with your Wadproof Pro subscription, you will have in your pocket the education you need to elevate your training and uncover the many lessons that every single workout offers you. Subscribe today so you can get better tomorrow.